Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first uh, edition of the High School Huddle podcast of the 2019-2020 school year. Um, my name is William Wilkerson, the sports editor of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram, and I am joined by Brian Gossett, our high school uh, sports uh, editor. Uh, Brian, it's nice to have you here and, and so ready for football and volleyball. Yeah, I'm excited. Another uh, another season of the podcast. Uh, you know, thanks to all the listeners who tuned in last season. Uh, glad that it's back and and yeah, just a, a couple couple of days now. Uh, we're going to start the 2019 football season. We're going to break down some of the districts around our uh, area, but we're going to jump right into a, a topic that has really grabbed some national attention, and that is the. Uh, cancellation and then uh, re-upping of the Plano Senior High El Paso Eastwood football game. Uh, Brian, can you kind of give us the backstory on this and, and kind of what has transpired since uh, your story uh, a couple of days ago? Yeah, uh, Plano Senior High and El Paso Eastwood scheduled to play in uh, week two, September 6th over in Plano. Um, and I'm sure, you know, if you're listening, you you kind of know about the whole El Paso deal um, where, you know, El Paso Walmart, uh, 22 people uh, were shot and killed, uh, I think, August 3rd. Um, and the shooter uh, was from Allen, and he actually graduated from Plano, I think, in 2017. And so the Plano ISD administrators uh, just kind of felt maybe it was too soon uh, to play this game with, with Eastwood traveling to Plano. Just a lot of safety concerns uh, they mentioned, and they – you know, chose to cancel the game. Didn't really take well uh, to social media. A lot of people thought, uh, and I'm I'm along with those people. You know, it, it's sports uh, can be good for for times like this. Uh, communities come together and and just you know kind of take in the the game and the kids, and um, it, it can be a really good deal. So uh, there was a lot of social media backlash. And 24 hours later, they uh, had a news conference and chose to reinstate the game and actually moved it to a day earlier, September 5th, over at the Star in Frisco. So um, it's it's good to see that the game's back on. Like I said, I think Eastwood would be excited to come and, and uh, take in that Cowboys uh, facility and, and play this game. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's the right move. Um, I yeah, I, I side with kind of those people who are kind of outraged by this. Um, you know, football, as you had mentioned, Brian, can serve as a um, a, a nice boost, uh, morale boost for um, you know for both schools, uh, both parties involved, especially El Paso Eastwood. So um, I'm just happy that they're they're able to kick this thing off. And like you had mentioned, uh, that uh, Eastwood gets to come out to the Star and kind of experience that for themselves, which it's a it's a phenomenal. Uh, it's going to be a phenomenal uh, atmosphere for them. Yeah, I mean, so Eastwood, you know, odds are they're never going to play in that facility again. And so uh, to have the kids there, coaches, parents, fans travel. And I really do I do think that uh, the crowd, Eastwood crowd, is, is going to show up for this game. Um, I'd like to mention Arlington Heights, Fort Worth Arlington Heights and Libby on Trail. They were actually scheduled – to play that night uh, over at the Star, and uh, one thing led to another, and they they agreed to move the the game, their game, that same day to Toyota Stadium. So um, I've worked with uh, Arlington Heights coach Phil Young um, as long as I've been here. Great guy, Le'Veon Trail. 
um, just shout out to those coaches and those uh, two schools to decide to uh, help, you know, playing on Eastwood out and, and move their game. Because same thing, Le'Veon Trails, Frisco ISD, they're going to play in the the star multiple times. Arlington Heights, I, you know, it might have been their first trip. Those kids don't really get to experience experience it, but, um, you know, on a larger scale. I think they understand the bigger picture. Right. Here which is awesome so kudos to arlington heights and lebanon trail um as well uh brian let's uh, switch gears a little bit to uh previewing a local district uh district uh, 36a which actually spans uh quite a bit of the uh the state um it involves Eulis trinity san angelo central fort worth haltom abilene fort worth richland weatherford and ld bell um Dave Campbell's uh, Texas High School Football Magazine has Euless Trinity um, edging out uh, San Angelo Central and Haltom uh, for the district championship. Uh, they have Ken Seals of Weatherford, um, a four-star quarterback headed to Vanderbilt um, as the preseason offensive MVP. Uh, you know, kind of what are your thoughts on this district as we uh, we head into the season? Uh, Haltom, you know, kind of took the uh, Texas high school football world by storm last year, you know, surprising a lot of people, uh, undefeated regular season. They started 13-0, went to the state uh, quarterfinals. Uh, Michael Black, you know, put up some golly numbers in his two years there. Uh, like you mentioned, Dave Campbell has him third. Um, I think they, I think with Black gone, uh, being such a dynamic quarterback, and uh, they really don't know, a lot of people don't know what they have now. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Haltom kind of shocked everyone again and, and won this dist- district. Um, I do like Euless Trinity. They only returned three starters from a season ago, but, um, you know, Euless Trinity, like they always do, they they re-up every year as our producer, uh, Steve Wilson, a uh, Trojan alum here, uh, pumps his fist. But um, I do like Trinity Haltom to uh, kind of battle for one and two again. Um, not not entirely uh, sure about San Angelo Central, uh, but always a great program out there. Uh, Weatherford got to see him a couple times. They look really well. Ken Seals again his senior season. A lot of great contributors uh, running back uh, Desmond uh, Forrest. Their wide receivers defense looks really good. So um, they kind of surprised some people last year with a playoff berth, first time in 11 seasons. Uh, Dave Campbell's has them not making a playoffs, but I do think they will be a playoff team. Uh, but in the end, I think I think it will come down to uh, Trinity and Haltom. Um, and kind of last year, I took Trinity, and, and we saw how that turned out. Uh, I, I, the Haltom fans will never let me live that down still, but uh, I think that game... I believe it's a week week five or week six uh, matchup, and uh, I think it's this this year it's going to be in uh, Birdville ISD. Last year was at Pennington, so I think I put the edge to Trinity, uh, but Haltom could take this. Uh, Adam Hill, I want to mention Adam Hill for Haltom. Uh, you know, played wide receiver last year, uh, ran the ball some, played some quarterback, and you know, garbage time. Looking really well. Uh, great, great, great arm. He can run. Um, Gavin Lang, who Dave Campbell's has uh, preseason defensive MVP. I think he's going to move in the secondary uh, along with Johnny Smith Ryder, who's a very, who I believe is a junior safety for Haltom. 
so they could have a really nice secondary Halton that is, um, and and could wreak some havoc uh, back there. But right now, my pick is Trinity. You mentioned Trinity, and I do think that they're going to be one of the top two teams in this district. They are every year, and I don't see that changing. However, they only return one starter on offense and two starters on defense. So this is a very young team. Um, they're going to have to uh, get over some, uh, you know, I'm sure some growing pains early on in the season, but I anticipate that they will be on track uh, come district uh, district play, and they'll be just fine. Weatherford, I know that you're very close with Ken Seals, um, having just gone out there to, uh, you know, I guess work out with him. If you've not seen this video online, you need to. Um, if you're um, in need of a laugh, um, Brian Gossett uh, does about it. We, we won't after this, although I will every day for the rest of his life. But uh, he did a 30 minute uh, uh, exercise with uh, Maury McGuire out there at um, uh, a uh, sports workout academy, and um, which is where Ken Sills yeah. uh, works out and uh, put him through the ringer. Um, however, I, I want to see Ken Sills step up uh, even more so than he has. Um, you know, in previous seasons, this is a, a kid that's headed to the SEC, uh, you know, the perennial uh, uh, college football conference uh, in the country. Um, can he elevate his game and elevate um, the game of his teammates uh, to get into one of those four slots to make the playoffs? Um, you know, I'm anticipating another, um, you know, monstrous season from Seals, but I, I want to see if he can, you know, kind of lead this team into into the playoffs. Yeah, and going back to Trinity, I believe that one lone uh, offensive starter is running back A.J. Barnett. Uh, you know, he was played running back last year. I believe they had two or three backs, uh, but, you know, he finished with 832 yards, nine touchdowns. Got a couple of defensive guys who are uh, pretty highly recruited as well. So, uh, you know, Chris Jensen kind of has his work cut out with uh, only three starters back but you know Trinity always uh, seems to be in the mix every single year. Let's uh, switch over to District 46A and we get into Arlington ISD and as well as North Crowley, uh, Pascal and Trimble Tech. Um, when you talk Arlington ISD this year um, and obviously last year as well uh, you begin with Jahari Rogers um, who is I guess a defensive back now for uh, the Arlington Colts after uh, last year when he led the Colts um, to one of their best seasons of all time as their quarterback. He is headed to the University of Florida, picking the Gators over Texas and Georgia. Uh, give us uh, the lay of the land on District 46A, uh, beginning with uh, you know the phenomenal Jahari Rogers. Yeah, uh, never played a single snap at cornerback on the varsity level. Obviously, if you're going to go to uh, the best conference in the nation as a corner, you want to play some corner and, and line up with some of the best wide receivers. So uh, Jahari and Coach Scott Peach uh, kind of came to a decision that, you know, it was best for him and his future to be an all, uh, you know, kind of every down cornerback for Arlington. Uh, doesn't mean that he won't see time, um, you know, wide receiver, maybe wildcat, maybe even quarterback. Um, because he's just so dynamic. Um, like you mentioned, just led him last season. Um, incredible stats. I mean, finished with, uh, let's see, 46 touchdowns overall. Um, but, you know, corner, he's – last time I checked, he, I think he was the number 10th ranked corner in the nation. Uh, kind of says a lot for someone who hasn't even played corner uh, on varsity yet, but uh, I know he does a lot of stuff in the spring and summer. 
uh, True Buzz, um, his his select team. So Chris Sims is the quarterback. Um, he saw some time again in garbage time last season. Saw him at the uh, seven on seven state tournament. Uh, looks looks really well. Did did really well there. Um, another kid who can uh, kind of beat you with his arm and his legs. So. Um, don't be surprised that Sims uh, puts up some big numbers. I still like Arlington to take this district. You know, last last week of the season, it came down to Arlington and Lamar. Um, but I do like the Colts here. Uh, wide receiver Rodney Lucky is back. Uh, Xander Benson, BJ uh, Rogers also running back. Um, so they got a lot of uh, great skill position players, um, the Colts do, but... Lamar, like Lamar as uh, the second-place team, they're led by uh, Trevon West, who really came on last season, 16 touchdowns, and uh, committed to Oklahoma. I mean, he's not he's not uh, big on social media, so um, kind of a quiet kid, but does a lot on the field. And uh, Jack Dawson, I think he led. I think he was second in DFW in passing yards last season. So he's a senior, uh, almost 2,800 yards, 37 touchdown passes. So... Um, I do like the Colts and Vikings to be uh, one and two. The number three team in Dave Campbell's uh, magazine um, in their preseason predictions is Arlington Martin. And I would say if there is a sleeper team um, in this district, and it's hard to call uh, Bob any Bob Wager-led uh, team a sleeper team, but I I do think that they are going to uh, shake things up in that top in that top two I think that they're going to sneak their way in uh they had a rough go of it last year um finishing five and six although they were able to uh you know sneak into the playoffs for the 13th straight year uh, but they bring back uh 13 starters uh, combined seven on offense six on defense so uh, look out for Bob Wager uh they have Ed Jones um you know the fourth um at lining up at linebacker really all over the place uh for their defense uh, he was voted the preseason uh, defensive MVP. So I, I think that the Warriors are going to uh, do some big things in this district this year. Yeah, and, uh, you know, some other teams, North Crowley, uh, they bring back 13 starters. Sam Houston brings back 15, nine on defense. Pasco, uh, you know, only three wins on the year, but uh, a really nice uh, progress for Chris James's squad. Uh, they bring back nine on offense, 12 overall. And then Bowie, you know, uh, Dave Campbell's has them as their fourth and final playoff spot. But but Martin and Bowie are sort of um, in that Trinity uh, realm where you know they're they're always in the mix every single year. So um, you know, I agree with you. Martin uh, could kind of you know be in the mix for uh, district contention. But I think Bowie uh, could be up there as well. Uh, another team that went to the seven on seven tournament. Uh, and so Danny DeArmond is, you know, one of the best coaches around. So, um, I, again, I like Arlington to win this district, but, uh, you know, got to watch out for Martin and Bowie for sure. Moving on to 5-6-A, where we have uh, got some of the best athletes uh, in the entire country um, involved in this uh, district. Um, I guess you really start with kind of the four-star, fringe five-star defensive back from South Lake Carolina, R.J. Mickens, who is committed to uh, Clemson. Uh, you also have uh, the quarterback over at Denton Geyer. Geyer. Yeah, he's, um, he's a 
A&M commit in 2021, uh, Eli Stowers. Yes, who is, who is a phenomenal athlete in his own right, a uh, four-star kid, uh, one of the most highly regarded and highly recruited uh, kids in the entire country. Uh, so give us, you know, your thoughts on 5-6-A and, and uh, you know, Riley Dodge's second year at the helm of uh, the Dragons. Yeah, uh, and my, my pick is Carroll to win this district. They did last year. I see Dave Campbell says Geyer is the number one, and, and kind of for good reason. They they bring back the most uh, starters. I mean, 17 starters back, nine on offense, eight on defense. Um, only went 6-6 six and six last year, did did win a playoff game, but I think they're going to – they're going to win more games this season. Uh, like we mentioned, Stowers, uh, one of the top overall quarterbacks just in any class. And then running back, uh, Kedrock Cobbs, uh, Dave Campbell has them as the uh, preseason offensive MVP. Uh, you know, they, they talk about him in, in the magazine, just runs with an angry streak, break off big plays, uh, 1,500 yards, 19 touchdowns. Uh, Metter at at uh, wide receiver, a uh, really good wide receiver, 10 touchdown catches, um, and Harmon, uh, Deuce Harmon in the secondary. I've, I've heard a lot of good things. So uh, John Walsh has a really good, sounds like has a really good bunch coming back. You know, if you remember last season, Carroll and Geyer, probably one of the best games of the year. Uh, Geyer was leading there, and uh, Carroll threw that double pass. I think it was Blake Smith to uh, – John Morello for the uh, game-winning touchdown. But yeah, you mentioned uh, Carroll and R.J. Mickens. You know, four-year, four-year cornerback. Uh, excuse me, four-year safety for the Carroll Dragons. One of the best. Uh, I mean, Blake Smith is committed to A&M, and Addison Penn on the line is Boston College. Uh, Andre Carrick offensive line is is Texas. So. Um, like you mentioned, a lot of great talent in 5-6-A. And, and uh, one note here, though, is, is I see Byron Nelson, they're, they're third on Dave Campbell's list. Kind of a sleeper pick. Uh, you know, Byron Nelson only went 3-7 and seven last year, all three wins coming in district. Uh, watch for Hudson White, their quarterback, uh, another dual-threat guy. I believe he's committed to play baseball at Oklahoma State. Um, so they could be a sleeper pick, and Keller made the playoffs last year. I think they finished second. So um, a lot of talent here, and, and you know, mentioned DJ Graham over at Central, two-way player, four years. He's he's committed to Oklahoma. So this is kind of, would you say, college uh, coaches or recruiters' oh, with dream a, without district? A doubt. Yes, without a doubt. When it comes to um, our area in particular, this is one of the more coveted. Uh, districts when it comes to college talent um so uh, yes uh you know best of luck to all of those um i do agree with you i think that south Carroll will find a way to to get the job done uh, once again uh, when you're looking at 6a as a whole uh, throughout the state you have to begin with uh north shore and duncanville uh, they were obviously involved in that epic um, state championship game last year with North Shore defeating Duncanville on a last-second Hail Mary. Uh, you have Lake Travis, Allen, Katie, Longview, Westlake, um, you know, South Lake Carroll, Beaumont, Westbrook, um, you know, Converse, Juts, and, you know, the usual suspects um, that are going to be involved with, uh, you know, deep playoff runs in, in 6A. So uh, very much looking forward to that. Um, you know, moving forward to uh, – Yeah, I want to say oh, one thing about, uh, you know, f- 15 and 16 here, Cedar Hill and DeSoto. Uh, a lot of people call the 7-6A the uh, district of doom. Sure. You know, you can't uh, – I can't even find Lake Ridge here. Okay. 
They're number 40. And they, uh, they you know, won 9-3, won district. You know, so it kind of tells you how tough that that district is. But uh, I think Cedar Hill, they've kind of – they took a little little hiccup there the last couple seasons. But uh, just kind of hearing around DFW that this Cedar Hill may be back and obviously can't count out uh, DeSoto. So uh, watch out for 7-6A for sure. Just got some breaking news here uh, live on the High School Huddle podcast uh, as the uh, – the XFL team, the Dallas XFL team, uh, just announced their uh, team name, and they are going to be the Dallas Renegades. Um, so there you have it. Um, they are not going to be the Dallas Brian Gossett's, the Dallas Tony Romos. They are going to be the Dallas Renegades. They will begin in 2020 and play their home games at uh, the current home of your Texas Rangers uh, Globe Life Park. So uh, there you have it, getting a little breaking news action on uh, the High School Huddle podcast. Um, and before we move on to 5A again, uh, Dave Camel's uh, 6A cover boy is Jackson Smith Najiba, uh, so if I'm saying that correctly. But uh, the wide receiver over at Rockwall, who's, uh, I believe, in uh, 11 6A, uh, committed to Ohio State. I've seen him a couple times. This kid just, you throw it up anywhere, and, and he's going he's gonna to make the play. Uh, 97 catches. Uh, 1,800 yards, 20 touchdowns last year. So a lot of people are uh, high on Rockwall uh, and for good reason because Jackson's one of the top recruits around. Without question. Um, if you want to see some action, uh, look just YouTube or huddle this guy's film. It's phenomenal, and you can see why he is going to Ohio State very, very easily. Uh, okay, moving to 5A, uh, District 3-5A in particular, uh, where you have the Azel Hornets. Uh, projected to win that district uh, with 13 returning starters coming off a 2018 campaign that saw them go 10-2 and two and uh, including 8-0 and oh in district. Um, Brian, do you think that Azel is going to be back um, at, at the top of that district? Or do you think there are teams like Crowley, Saginaw, Boswell, or Fort Worth Brewer can, can give them a run for their money? I've been to Crowley uh, in the last week um, watching their practice, talking to Coach uh, J.J. Resendez. I do like Crowley a lot. Uh, Azo, I think, brings back Dre Owen. You know, he's dual-threat quarterback, uh, senior year. Last season, 1,600 yards, 800 yards uh, rushing, and 27 yards, uh, 27 touchdowns total. He's probably the best quarterback, I'm going to say, uh, in the district. Uh, you have to watch out for Boswell's Braden Thomas. Been doing it for four years now. Uh, and... But I think I think for Azo, lost some key pieces, uh, but some are back. Billy Copeland, uh, running back, 1,200 yards, nine touchdowns. Defense looks really well. I mean, Jacob Edwards, as good as they come at the linebacker position, 114 tackles, three sacks. Um, I see here Dave Campbell's big key for Azo will be the young secondary, so uh, that might kind of be the factor here, but... I think for right now, I'm going to have Azo edging out Crowley. Kind of agree here with Dave Camels. They have Azo 1, Crowley 2. Uh, Boswell went out to their Midnight Madness. Uh, always kind of a playoff team. They look really good. Again, with uh, Brandon Thomas, Gannon uh, Solviak at uh, linebacker. John Diaz, one of the top corners uh, in the area. I think he had eight interceptions. And then... Uh, kind of a running back duo, Cody Mayberry and Derek Berry. So uh, do like Boswell. Then they have Brewer here at fourth, Arlington Highs at fifth. 
South Hills 6, Granbury, Saginaw, then Chisholm Trail. So nine-team district, so uh, that means they only get two non-district games. So um, I know I tweeted out a poll about which team was, you know, which team would, which district would you consider District of Doom? And and, uh, I had included 35A Division I here just because of, uh, you know, 19 district and uh, very, uh, very well, uh, a lot of good players, a lot of great coaches in this district. Moving on to District 4A, uh, this is a a, a top heavy district with uh, perennial powers in Denton Ryan, uh, Birdville, and then you have Grapevine and Colville Heritage as well. Then you you have Denton, and then you get into the uh, Carrollton schools with Creekview, uh, Smith, and uh, Turner. Denton Ryan probably uh, going to uh, you know at least be in the conversation uh, for district championship with uh, Drew Sanders uh, coming back, the uh, former um, Oklahoma commit who has since uh, uh, committed to the University of Alabama. Um, Birdville brings back um, some serious offensive weapons led by Ladarius Mixon, their running back. Uh, talk to us about uh, District 4, 5A, and what you see from you know those teams. Yeah, I mean, as long as you have uh, Drew Sanders in the mix, uh, you can play some offense, plays linebacker. That's a grown a, man right there. He's a grown man. He is a grown man. Uh, 6'5", 225. Ryan, uh, been to the state semifinals the last three years. Each time uh, Highland Park has knocked him out. Um, strong core coming back, seven offense. Offensive starters back six on the defense. Uh, Billy Bowman uh, is plays wide receiver and, and DB. He had just committed to, uh, I think he committed to Texas. Texas yeah, so another did. Texas yeah, kid he committed there. To Texas two weeks ago. Uh, but you mentioned Birdville, who Ryan beat, uh, knocked out in the playoffs. Uh, but Birdville had probably the best season in about five or six years. Uh, Ladarius Mixon, like you mentioned. A uh, little guy, but runs runs hard, can break some tackles. And then Stone Earl uh, kind of quietly becoming one of the top quarterbacks in DFW. Uh, so watch out for, for them. Nick Martinez was an all-area linebacker for us last year. Um, Jose Armstrong was also uh, an all-area DB. Uh, Carter Self at the wide receiver position. Look out for, for a big year from him. Um, then... You know, Grapevine, they have them at third, and, and Colleyville Heritage is, is at fourth. I may flip those two. I think Colleyville Heritage uh, may take may take third. They have here Gavin Byers listed as, as their uh, top player to watch. Big offensive lineman, 6'6", 290, command of Baylor. Chad Turner, very underrated uh, wide receiver, 700, uh, six, 700 uh, almost 800 yards, excuse me, and three touchdown catches. And then Brady Gerlich in the uh, in the backfield and uh, secondary. So big kid there, 6'5". Um, and then, like you mentioned, Denton, Creekview, Smith, and Turner. See if they can kind of get one in, spoil, spoil a team here or there. If you look at the Class 5A preseason state rankings that Texas High School Football uh, Magazine puts out every year, they have Denton Ryan at number two, they have Birdville at number 10, and they have Grapevine at number 21. These are state rankings. Three of the same uh, teams from the same district are all within the top 21 teams in uh, Division One Class uh, 5A. So uh, that's a that's a serious uh, district right there. Yeah, and of course, you know, 5A trying to go for Fort Pete, Highland Park, uh, Chandler Morris, Arkansas commit, and then Prince Dorba, uh, just one of the best linebackers 
slash DNs, you know, another Texas kid. Timberview, want to mention Timberview, uh, there in that Highland Park district along with Mansfield Legacy. I think a lot of people like Timberview this year, you know, went to the third round. Not a lot of people expected that, but uh, strong core coming back. Jalen Kimber, uh, Georgia commit, one of the top corners in the country. And then uh, Jaden Hullaby, who is also a Texas kid. Uh, he was actually a Timberview product uh, before playing at uh, Bishop Bishop Lynch last year. Came back, running back. Uh, and they actually have three 1,000-yard rushers on the team with Stacy Sneed, who just coming into Colorado, and then Monte Dawson, one of the top 2021s. Uh, so if you think you just stop one kid, there's there's two more. So you mentioned three 1,000-yard rushers, uh, and then we, we talk about a, you know, a little school a little west of Fort Worth uh, by the name of Alito. I think they are, are pretty good um, at who? this whole football Alito thing. Who? Yeah, I don't really know too much about them. Sixteen to zero last year, um, you know, bringing back uh, the legendary Tim Buchanan, uh, who uh, switches with Steve Wood. Um, one was or uh, Buchanan was the athletic director uh, last year. Steve Wood was the head coach. Um, talk to us about uh, the Alito Bearcats and what you're anticipating from them. Uh, Dave Campbell's has them yet again as the uh, preseason number one. I mean, they got they have to be the favorite to yeah, win again five A Division two. Um, they've won seven in the last 10 years, eight overall, which is tied for the UIL state record. So kind of would be fitting for Tim Buchanan to uh, to win. And then Alito sets the all-time UIL record. The man that started this dynasty uh, was there for 21 years as head coach and then the last five as, as athletic director. Uh, Jason McClellan, I mean, he's back his senior year. Uh, 95 touchdowns in his career, rushing over 5,200 yards. Uh, just amazing. And and to think, you know, there's a chance for him and the senior class to uh, go to the state title game four times in a, in a high school career and, and possibly win three of those. I mean, uh, that is an impressive resume for sure. What about 4A and 3A, Brian? Uh, we've touched on 6A and 5A. We've got a bevy of local uh, teams that are going to be in the mix uh, for state championships and deep playoff runs from, from our coverage area. Any from the 4A and 3A uh, uh, classifications that you know could surprise some people? Yeah, and uh, in DFW, for sure, you have to start with uh, Argonne, Midlothian Heritage, who have become those Usual suspects, uh, Dave Camels has Argyle number three, Mid- Midlothian Heritage is number five. Um, they have Waco La Vega, the top ranked team, followed by Cartridge, and uh, Liberty Hill is number four. Uh, Decatur, uh, best season last year, state semifinals. They are uh, ranked here number 10. Um, also in DFW, Salina, number 14, and then Kennedale. Uh, again, just a team that's always in the mix. They come in at number 19. Richard Barrett in for another year. I think it's uh, his, I want to say, 29th season, something like that. But uh, one of the best to do it. Um, and then 3A, you know, in our coverage area, it's it's always Brock. Uh, always seems to find a way to, to make it to at least the state semis. And then Grandview, uh, just a little south of uh, Johnson County, Zebras. Uh, you know, they're the defending state champs. Uh, and they bring back, I believe, their uh, quarterback. 
<laughs> They're bringing um, back 18 starters. 18 starters. <laughs> so that's, so. Uh, including 10 on defense, wow. which is just and their just quarterback, insane. So good luck. Good think, luck, uh, Class 3A Division One. I. I think their uh, quarterback is uh, a junior, and if I'm not mistaken, he actually he plays both ways, and he won the uh, offensive and defensive state title game MVPs last year. So, not bad. Uh, work cut out for uh, those teams against Grandview. So, Brian, you've touched on a couple of players uh, on the offensive side that you're looking um, forward to seeing this upcoming football season. But let's elaborate a little bit more on some of those names, uh, regardless of classification um, and maybe some of those teams that we didn't mention yet. Yeah, you know, uh, about a month ago, I came up with top 10 in the Fort Worth area, uh, you know, top 10 quarterbacks, top 10 running backs and so on. So. Uh, I'm just going to read out a couple of names here, um, you know, starting with the quarterback position. Obviously, at least in our area, uh, number one's uh, Ken Seals there. Uh, kind of on the private school side that, that a lot of people don't know is uh, Deuce Hogan over at Grapevine Faith. Um, he's committed to Iowa. Uh, nice career there, over 6,000 yards passing, 70 touchdowns. You know, offensive lineman. Uh, gotta give a sh- shout out to them because I was an offensive lineman. But uh, Brockermeyer Twins, All Saints, uh, what, some of the top twenty twenty ones around, and and Tommy. Yeah, I mean Tommy Brockermeyer is listed as the top overall recruit in the country uh, for twenty twenty one. So, um, and he he's playing at a private school. So, good luck to those private school kids. Right, All Saints, and uh, we'll get a story out here about uh, the Brockermeyer Twins. Um, you know, their dad was an All-American, Blake, at Texas, played at Arlington Heights. Um, so look out for that possibly early next week. Um, you know, I mentioned Addison Penn and Andre Carrick, you know, great one-two there at South Lake Carroll, Gavin Byers. Caleb Rogers over at Lake Ridge, who is committed to Texas Tech. And then uh, Kay Taylor over at Weatherford is is kind of under the radar. You know, again, back to uh, quarterbacks. We mentioned Northwest a little bit. Uh, Austin Ahmad had a great season last year. Northwest, I think, went three or four rounds deep. Look for them to do that again. Uh, actually threw for 41 touchdowns. Early early next week, I'm planning on maybe a top 50 kids to wa- uh, players to watch in 2019, regardless of classifications. Um, right now, I'm thinking Jason McClellan uh, probably be our number one over at uh, Alito. I think that's a... I think that's a good one to go with. Um, I hear he's pretty good. Um, I yeah. want to mention uh, Chance Looper. Yes, I did. Absolutely. You know, look for a story early next week too about uh, him and his sister uh, Charity over at Byron Nelson. Their dad, Curtis, uh, really great player over at Sherman, and then now he's the offensive coordinator at TCU. So Chance Looper's uh, been getting a lot of offers. He's over at Fort Worth Christian, wide receiver. Uh, probably will return some. So. Uh, give a shout out here to some of the uh, private schools and uh, running back over at Nolan Catholic, Emeka uh, yes, Megwa. Yes, absolutely. Emeka Megwa, he's uh, going to be a, a high four-star kid, uh, potential five-star. He's already has offers from some of the top uh, programs in the country, including Alabama. I believe Texas has offered him uh, several other SEC schools. So um, he, he's a beast. Yeah, I did a story on, on him, so check that out. And then I see here on my, my list – we. Talked about Carroll and all their commits. Uh, Quinn Earls, the uh, quarterback, only a sophomore, and he's already got offers from, you know, Ohio State. Right. Without even 
taking a varsity snap. So uh, a lot of expectations uh, for Quinn, but saw him in the spring, looked good. Uh, then I went down to College Station, watched. They came in second or, uh, at the seven on seven tournament and really, I think, stepped uh, up another level there. Uh, so watch out for him. Um, and if we're staying on Carroll, got to mention Grand Faluna. Did a story on him because he committed to Utah. Uh, Jonah Doddridge is another great linebacker. So there's just so many, uh, and we can't go through them all. But, again, uh, probably going to do a top 50 players to watch in DFW for this uh, 2019 season. Another football season, uh, another tremendous list of offensive talent. Uh, it's the best uh, region um, collectively uh, of high school football talent that there is in the in the country. Uh, you can at me on that at, uh, at Twitter if you want to argue uh, that with me at any point. Uh, you will lose that battle. Uh, this is the best uh, talent that there is anywhere in the entire country, uh, regardless of what side of the ball you're talking about. Uh, we will get into some defensive players uh, next week um, uh, in next week's edition. And as a, uh, For a schedule reminder, Final scrimmages of the uh, high school football season will be Thursday and Friday. You can find a full list of area teams with game times on DFWVarsity.com early Thursday morning. And then the regular season kicks off August 29th. Brian, I know that you are uh, very excited about that, as am I. Uh, next week, we will also dive into some of the top games to watch um, as the season kicks off. What else should people uh, be looking out for? Yeah, early early next week, uh Monday or Tuesday, you know, going to do DFW preseason rankings, top 10 in 6A, uh, in 5A, and then 4A and below. Um, also, we'll have a poll out. You can vote who you think will be the player of the year and then the team of the year. And then, uh, like I mentioned before, uh, look out for a top 50 players to watch in DFW in any class, any position. Um, again, Brockermeyer, Twins, their story next week, the Loopers, uh, went out to Weatherford and uh, going to do kind of a nice piece on the Kangaroos, uh, Des Forrest, their running back, and then Keelan Howard, their linebacker. Uh, not your typical upbringing, not your typical childhood. A uh, lot of obstacles for those two, but here they are, you know, about to start, be starters as the season kicks off. And then there's going to be some, some uh, other features uh, here and there, so just be sure to follow along on dfwvarsity.com and uh, startelegram.com as well as the uh, DFW Varsity newsletter, which uh, comes out every Thursday. Every Thursday. So be sure to uh, sign sign up if uh, you haven't already. And we're always looking for story ideas, folks, um, for you out there listening. If you ever have a story idea that you would like to pitch to us or if there's a topic that you don't feel like we are, are, are covering enough, um, on the high school football side, uh, please let us know. Uh, we enjoy your f- and welcome your feedback. Uh, you can email Brian at bgosset, that's G-O-S-S-E-T-T at star-telegram.com. You can email myself at wwilkerson at star-telegram.com. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter or Facebook as well. Uh, so, you know, we are always open to, uh, to any ideas that you might have. Uh, and, you know, just kind of schedule reminders of the stories coming up, but uh, we do have good content now on dfwvarsity.com. You can uh, read some stories there. Uh, like you mentioned, going out to the McGuire Sports Academy in Weatherford and uh, trying to go toe-to-toe with uh, Ken Seals in, in that, uh, I guess I would call, <laughs> vigorous workout. Sure. Um, so 
there's a story there. She's worked out and trained uh, thousands of athletes in DFW. Uh, so go check that out. There's some video there. And then one that we posted today on Wednesday, uh, Nikki Newton uh, did a story in May. Former Crowley TCU basketball star, Arlington police officer. You know, she found a, a brain tumor, went through brain surgery. But uh, Monday was her first day back at work, Arlington Police Department. So glad she's back. Story's up Absolutely. on, on that. Absolutely. Congrats, Nikki. And then, uh, you know, if you need to catch up on uh, any of your volleyball news, you know, the girls are in the uh, week three of the season. So uh, go check out some some stories and scores on uh, on our site. Well, that's going to be it for us. I can see Brian tensing up in the seat right now. He's got to go jump in an ice bath. Um, so that's going to do it for uh, the first edition of the High School Huddle Podcast for the 2019-2020 uh, school year. We cannot wait for football uh, season to uh, kick off and um, to get out to some volleyball matches as well. So uh, thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next week.